pretty sure that this is where we find out that Tina's last name is Paladrino. Right. Zach just says it, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to remember that. Yeah, I don't even know who you're talking about. When I'm torrenting on recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half past time to go. Chug one more swig and make the show sit right. Hello, and welcome to Saved by the Bell Reviewed, the podcast that's first in inane trivia and last in pest removal. I'm your host, President Ulysses S. Grant Austin Gorton. <laughs> Speaking softly and carrying a big stick is... David Bitsenhofer. <laughs> and discovering the majesty of flight is... Carolyn Mayne. Meanwhile, getting impeached, we have... <laughs> Today, we are reviewing Good Morning, Miss Bliss, Episode 8, The Boy Who Cried Rat, in which Zack's desire to postpone a midterm via an infestation of Screech's rats comes into conflict with Miss Bliss's efforts to win a prestigious teaching award, thus forcing Zack to experience the emotion known as guilt. So do you realize this episode it stands for something? No. What, does it, what does it stand for? The Boy Who Cried, Ryan Alexander Tanner. I remember that nickname because someone who didn't like you used to call you Rat. Who was it? Oh, I remember. Yeah. (laughs) Great story, you guys. (laughs) Carol and I made friends because we both were friends with someone who ended up being a piece of shit. That was like how we first made friends. That was like our good rap set. Yeah, it was. It It was. It was touching. I like it. I usually cry because of Ryan Alexander Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) Because it. (laughs) <laughs> because it hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're all stretched out. Sure. Because it so, hurts so good. You guys, the Zach intro is back. Yeah. This is so jarring. Zach intro. I he was... looks like 20 years old, and they don't do it, and now they're doing it, and I just don't get it. I just love how Save by the Bell is like, we're never going to do anything consistently <laughs> or for any clear reason. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh boy, here we go, you guys. Why would you do this and then not do it for every episode? Right. What a pointless, the intro doesn't add anything either. No, his basically his intro is, his dad promised to take him skiing, but after he crammed for the test, he knew that he wouldn't be able to pass, so he decided to make Screech let his rats loose in the school, and we pretty much learn all of that in this episode. Like, we did not need that context at all. Well, I mean, the point of it, I think, is for us, when we're 12, and this episode comes on in syndication, for us to not be like, why is it sort of the same show, but totally different? So the point is for him to be like, oh, this was 8th grade, which doesn't add up for a lot of reasons anyway. Right. But, um, so for him to also summarize the episode doesn't really, it makes it make less sense, almost. Yeah, I feel like he'd be like, I remember my times in middle school. It was some wild times. Rats nibbled on my penis. Here's a look. <laughs> That's a really good intro, David. They should hire you. And if the whole shit. and if the whole idea is to ease dumb kids into the idea, why is it in, in every episode? Yeah. Cause, well, because there's so, some dumb kid watching last week's episode, being like, "What the hell is going on with this?" Here's what I Fuck can't remember guy. because I was too high when I used to watch Stay by the Bell all the time. <laughs> Uh-huh. But did these always have Zach intros when they were on TBS and stuff? 
I don't remember. Yeah, what None I don't remember, remember is because we don't see him all the time. So the question was, are are they just picking and choosing on Netflix which ones we see, or did they only do I think some? we have to go by the timeline that this is how they aired. I'm going to yeah. ask our listeners to yeah. let us, this is a good listener question. Good question. Yeah, drop us, drop us a line on email or on our Facebook page and let us know, like, do you remember if every one of these Miss Bliss episodes in syndication had a Zach intro or not. Because we've only seen two so right. far, right? Yeah, we're on episode, you know, eight. We've only seen two. Uh, eight of 12 or something? 12 yeah, or we're almost done. Oh I mean, there, God, there's not many left. Because I definitely remember the Zach intros being a thing, but I couldn't say whether or not they all had them. Yeah. And he doesn't start with time out. He should start with that. He's like, time yeah, he out. To- this he is totally me before should. I got all my pubes and we had rats. Time in. <laughs> Before I had crabs, when I had rats. <laughs> after Zach's, uh, after Zach's like old Zach intro, then we get the cold open in the cafeteria where middle school Zach is studying, and then explains the premise of the episode that old Zach just explained to us. Right, it's a double mm-hmm. intro, and everybody is shocked in in the cafeteria. Everybody is shocked that he's studying, and then they all laugh at him. When he thinks it's possible, he could pull off a beat. That's kind of mean, right? It was. I'm like, they're, you're just laughing. They're like, oh, you dullard. You can't do that. And really, a bee isn't that tough, right? It's really not. I mean, it might be for Zach. We don't know what his grades are like usually, do we? We know he he's good like at a, SATs. Yeah. We know he's got a big dick. But how are his grades? He can freeze time. <laughs> you think with freezing time, you could really cheat on tests. I know, like very well. Like the SATs, definitely. And then after the opening credits, we're back in the classroom and Miss Bliss is giving us her proper British voiceover about midterms and At how those are consistent. Yeah, I know. Right. And how every year there's some weasel who always tries to weasel out of the midterms. And this year that weasel is Zach. Zach's scheme here is brilliant. I want to be clear here. <laughs> we'll get to this, but Zach's scheme 100% works. Wait, yeah. no, I mean I mean in this moment where he's like, you know, Miss Bliss, in Sweden, they just <laughs> give you a good grade before you take the test. <laughs> By I, the way, Miss Bliss, I don't respect your intelligence. Miss <laughs> Bliss says there's always somebody trying to take like a shortcut, but in the first scene, Zach wasn't, so it didn't add That's up. right. In the very first scene of this episode, he's studying, which is not a shortcut. Well, what happens is that he believes in himself and it's like, I'm really going to study this time. And then his peers destroy his confidence, and he immediately yeah. reverts back to scheming. So I yeah. think maybe the real monster here is the students of John F. Kennedy Middle School. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, so then after Zach tries to sell Miss Bliss on the idea of the Swedish approach to midterms, she proceeds to tell the class about the Bliss Challenge of the 8th Grade Stars. Oh my god, you guys, she pulls out a t-shirt, and I'm like, why don't we all have these t-shirts? <laughs> they are purple with yellow lettering that say, I met the Miss Bliss Challenge, and they are magic. If you get them, you get pizza and time travel powers. So my yeah. understanding from the last episode is the Miss Bliss Challenge is eating her asshole out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one of several, you know, horses for courses. There's an obstacle course. <laughs> yes, the idea is that the winning team of this thinly veiled game show homage oh will 
get a free t-shirt and be allowed to go to Cosmos for pizza during mm. class. And Love I wondered Cosmos. if Miss Bliss really has the power to just pull kids out of class like that, but whatever. I probably. think so. Is Mr. Belding going to stop them? Well, who's taking care of the other kids? Yeah, what, what do the losers do while the winners are at Cosmos having pizza? They didn't murder the Miss Bliss challenge. Who cares get, about them? They get to clean up the toilets with Milo, the janitor. Yep. They get to scrub the floor. Uh, so then we go to the next scene in the office, and Belding does this thing, which I bet was wonderful to listen to on the other end, where he annoyingly taps the microphone on the PA system a bunch of times. <laughs> Love it. And then he announces to everyone that Miss Bliss is up for some Teacher of the Year award from some magazine. Wait, but mm-hmm. I love the beginning of this scene where um, there's like the camera tracks this attractive woman in the office that she like walks to the other side of the office. And I kept waiting for her to like come back or do anything. No, but just ass help. tracking. Yep, they tracked her ass. It was like the cameraman was just like peeping <laughs> at her. <laughs> That's really in keeping with the tone. True. That really, yeah, it really is. I feel yeah. like they would do that at the max sometimes too, though. They would sure. like follow a student they across. They like follow a waiter. Yeah. Well, and, and there you'd was be like, I bet that waiter's gonna do something, and then they would. I'm pretty sure there was an episode where Zach followed the camera, following someone at the max for a little mm-hmm. while. And, like, grabbed her Coke or something before sitting down at his table. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Belding is basically trying to hog all of the glory and glom on to Miss Bliss's fame and yeah. get her to, like, talk about what a great principal she is. And she, uh, somewhat to her credit, just doesn't buy into what he's what he's trying to do. She's definitely much smarter than Belding. Yeah, so yeah. she's basically like giving a list of the people that she would thank, and he's expecting him to be on that list, but she never puts his name on it. And mm-hmm. uh, she does mention her eighth grade teacher, Mister Lyman. We will meet Mister Lyman in what? the final episode of this series. Really? Why? Why do you know that? Why do I? I just remember that he shows up in the last episode. Have you ever talked to Austin about anything? <laughs> He dresses up like Abraham Lincoln. How, how do you not Whoa, remember Whoa, more presidents? <laughs> Damn. What are they? I guess this was That's a presidential. Yeah. That's yeah. where she learned to dress she up. She went to JFK because it was a presidential school. Do you know one person that no one can forget? No. I said that we can't remember. <laughs> Milo. Oh, oh Milo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the stinger of the scene is... Uh, Mr. Belling's like, aren't you forgetting someone? And she's oh, like, right. oh, how could I forget Milo? And I have I have to agree. Do you think Miss Bliss is fucking Milo? Uh, uh, I wouldn't put it past either of them. <laughs> I don't think she's ever fucked him, but I do think he's eaten her ass out. <laughs> <laughs> After is that dancing? the pipes that are calling? The pipes are calling. She's like, Milo, the pipes are calling. <laughs> the bum is calling. <laughs> Do you guys think that this magazine that she's purportedly up for an award is real? It's called School Days, and I'm picturing it D-A-Z-E. And uh-huh. I think yeah. they're having a sexy teacher centerfold. I 100% pictured it as being spelled D-A-Z-E. I think it's just like a newsletter, like a like a Xerox piece <laughs> of paper that goes out to like six schools, you know, that nobody bothers to look at. I think well, Ms. Bliss is going to be in there smoking blunts and mm. fingering her own self. Uh... First of all, they mention a teacher from another school, and then Miss Bliss is like, oh, he's a really good teacher. And I just wonder how much teachers know about teachers in other schools and how good they are. 
But yeah, I, I wonder about that too. Like, how do you how do you even know that? Do they do teach offs in mm-hmm. like public when they see each no, other? No, there's intense rivalries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, breaking Frank news Ward. from our cracked research staff. There is a schooldaysmagazine.com. What? It has Magazine.com. A, it has a uh, it has a Facebook page and it's about positive, helpful, and useful information for educators and parents. Let's ask them about Miss Bliss right now. So it's one of those where I'm like, is that a real thing and they knew it was a real thing, or did they just happen to like stumble upon two words that also happen to be a thing? The latter. Let's, yeah. Let's yeah. keep emailing them questions about Miss Bliss. <laughs> Do you have any pictures of Miss Bliss's pussy? Just be like, just be like, hey, remember when Miss Bliss had the academic decathlon? <laughs> that was great. Who remembers the hey, Bliss Challenge I'm, of the eighth grade stars? I'm, I'm looking through your archive for the article you wrote about Miss Bliss being the teacher of the year. Where is it? I cannot find it. If we each wrote one in, like as ourselves, and then like, had our listeners, yeah, our I'm sure listener. two listeners would do that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, two listeners. Thanks, both of you. Uh, so then we go to the hallway, and Zach proceeds to lure Screech into his scheme to get the midterm postponed. And as we have now learned from adult Zach, the plan is to have Screech release his rats into the school, that which will sounds, then... I know, it sounds terrible. dirty, and it's... I mean, it's not that dirty. But. Can I say two things? Screech should not be releasing anything. <laughs> go ahead, Ryan. One is, as precedents are often set on this uh, iteration of the Presidents? show. Uh-huh. We got the very first. The last time you said that, I ended yeah. up on a bus in my boxer shorts. Right. And I think they yep. used that again, right? I think more something or less. pretty close He's to it, yeah. definitely been nude on the bus before. Or on an airplane or something. The one time I need you, the last time you said that to me, I ended up on a bus wearing nothing but my boxer shorts. <laughs> see, I have done things for you. <laughs> so that was interesting. And it's like a bad joke the first time, and they keep bringing it back. Say right. by the bell. <laughs> In a nutshell. The other thing is I want to talk about the scheme. Okay. Rats, because rats, rats, rats. My understanding is that Screech has two rats. Right. Where's this understanding from? Because he names them. He talks about them. Yeah, later. they're named Spin and Marty. Those are the only ones he names, though. I think there's several others. No. Well, that's two. what I wanted okay. to talk yeah. about. Are we settled that there's just two rats? I I watched this with the understanding that there was just two rats. Yeah. A Spin and a Marty. Because my school definitely had more than two rats in it at any given time. Did you see <laughs> rats in your school? Yeah, we saw like a fucking, like a falcon came down what? and scooped up a rat and ate it in a tree one time. It's the squad. <laughs> because when it first started happening and creating A real problems, life's a squad. Yeah. When it first started happening and creating problems, I was like, oh, Screech has a lot of rats. <laughs> but then it sort of became clear that there's just two rats, which made this scheme really not make sense That's to me. Kind of more realistic that Screech would only be allowed to keep two rats. That part's home. realistic. Two rats <laughs> shutting down a school. Show me a school that only has two rats in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. My, I don't know how many school, how many rats did our school have, David? I. So they were rats in the school. They weren't at his. I thought Screech was just housing them at his place, right? 
Yeah, their screech is rats, and then you take. Yeah, Ryan, to Ryan's point is that two rats wouldn't shut. Like, I think the idea is that they see, they assume there's more rats because they found a rat. Yeah. What I'm saying is that I think if you saw a rat at a junior high, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. <laughs> and well, if that I agree released... that shutting down the school for a week would be a big deal, but I've and... never, I never saw any rats in my school. Yeah, that. granted, granted, Bayside slash JFK is pretty much just a hallway, in one class. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give it that that it makes it more of a big deal when two rats get in. But I think if you release two rats into a junior high, you just wouldn't really hear much about it afterwards. Yeah, I feel like I had no reason to believe there were rats at any of my schools. Let's experiment. Let's... There's only one way to get to the bottom. <laughs> we're taking two rats to the local junior high. Yeah, wherever you're happens. teaching, Ryan, just mm-hmm. bring some vermin and just see and see if you can teach your children a life lesson. I mean, I always do. So it's it's worth pointing out that uh, Screech's rats, who are named Spin and Marty, uh-huh. I I believe that is a nod to. Uh, uh, a, uh, like a segment in the Mickey Mouse Club back in oh. the 50s that was called Spin and Marty. Oh, oh I thought that was me. Yeah, it sounds like a kid show. I thought it was maybe that Hufflepuff or whatever. It was like, it was like, uh, uh, like two, like, cowboy kids kind of a thing. <laughs> and they would do, like, little shorts as part of the Mickey Mouse Club, which is just another example of the old ass Saved by the Bell writers referencing crusty old shows from the 50s. Right. F Troop. His mice were named F Troop and right. Matlock. Yeah. And the way that uh, the way that Screech gets, or the way that Zach gets Screech to to come in on this plan, is that he he basically straight up promises half of the Zeffirelli twins Putang. Yeah. Wow, which is exactly one Putangy. Yeah. Yeah. W- would you kill two beloved pets just for some food? <laughs> no. No. I'd kill. I'd kill your pet. <laughs> And then there's a creepy moment where Screech gets on board and then he's like, which twin do I get? And you're just like, yeah, because that's how it works. Women are possessions and they just I get mean, passed around. it is, according to our last episode. And, yeah. And the last episode of this in, in college, I mean, it's a really depressing series now that we're old enough to unpack it. Yeah. According to every episode of the entire series. Yeah, all, yeah, the, all the episodes. Yeah. Uh, so then we're back in the office because apparently we just we didn't get enough of Belding fawning over Miss Bliss, so we're gonna do that again for a scene. <laughs> Why does Belding always make it about him? Because he's that's, emotionally needy. That's his he's whole a shitty principal. Yeah, that's right. you. So he's buttering Bliss's bread some more, and whoa, I didn't see that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was subtext. <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's there. You gotta look for it, but it's there. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, this is where we find out that uh, McMillan, a teacher at a nearby school that I assume is Lee Harvey Oswald High, oh, yeah. is, oh, shit. is in the running as well. And we find out that someone apparently wrote a book about him. And, I, uh, I didn't notice how much stuff was presidential until now that we're putting it together. I mm-hmm. mean, we'll get there at the end. There's more that really puts... Uh, lampshade on it but a lot of presidents in this episode do you think it's a book? probably <laughs> uh, i think it's a book about like murdering presidents right if it's by mm-hmm. mckinley yeah, yeah by, 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 by lee harvey oswald yeah yeah 
Um, and uh, Belding has the uh, opinion that if the book was any good, they'd have made a movie out of it. Because he's a smart man. And and basically, what he's trying to do here is is get Miss Bliss like fired up for this, like make her really want it. And he says that nobody remembers who came in second for the javelin throw in the '84 Olympics. To which I would say nobody knows who came in first. In the javelin throw of the 84 Olympics. <laughs> I would say nobody knows who came in first for the vast majority of events <laughs> in the 84 Olympics. But the other thing, though, is that in that's like now, we're like, if no one knows who came in second, two years ago. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean right. That's and to be fair, that would still be now. true. I don't think anyone, I think the vast majority of people, just the latest Olympics, would not know who came in first in the javelin throw. Do you, David? You usually have a bunch of sports shit I've that I'm just like, what? Zero clue. I couldn't even hazard a guess. Let me, well, let me, pu- let really let's do a mind. little quick, let's do a quick poll here. Do it. You know do what? It. I'll tell you. Poll. It was Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> he now, came in is... gold for Shuffleboard. He He's a really good shot. <laughs> oh, we tied it together. Do we know if they were right? This is what I'm going to ask you. I know whether or not they were right because our crack research team looked into it and let me know. Miss Bliss responds to Belding saying that David Otley of Great Britain won second place in the 84 Olympics for the javelin throw. Were they right or not? Oh, are we doing celebrity squares where we get to choose if we agree with Miss Bliss? I'm going to agree. Ryan? I was going to agree, but just to make things interesting, I'll disagree. I'm agreeing because uh, Haley Mills is British. Uh, that before I before the cracked research team got back to me, I wrote down. Did she just know that because she's British? Uh, David Otley did win the silver medal at the eighty-four hey! for the men's javelin throw. So for once, someone on this writing staff actually knew what the fuck they were talking about. They probably wrote that whole quotes joke quotes about just something that they already knew and liked. I know, so. David Ollie probably wrote this episode. Or, yeah. or, or Haley, <laughs> or Haley <laughs> Mills yeah. just knew that, and like they wrote in some dude's name, and then she substituted the correct answer. Yeah, or she, she just name. knew the British factoid and kind of brought it up to them. Yeah. She knows his name because that javelin player, after winning the gold, ate her asshole. <laughs> yeah, I don't Instead of getting Gatorade, I don't think that's the reason though, because she's had so many people eat out her bum hole that <laughs> yeah, you, know, you just you like you know it, it all flows together. That's why her name is Miss Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> the end. We figured it out. Good night, Mic everybody. drop. Uh, so we we go back to the cafeteria. And the rats, the rats uh, are now broke. loose. I'll give, I'll give this episode credit for kind of moving things along a bit. We've, we've, we've fast forwarded past to where the rats are on the loose and they're wreaking havoc. One of them has eaten Lisa's lipstick. Another one ate Mikey's Twinkie. So, hey, I, so, so, yeah, the one who ate the lipstick. I think we all want to talk about how Screech says that he knows which rat it is because that rat was experimenting. He said he's having an, that rat is having an identity crisis, which is trans. Phobic, and it's not the first transphobic moment. Oh, it is the first, know. but there's going to be it another. It is chronologically the first. Phobic it is. Because in 2016, if a kid is questioning their gender, we do not call it an identity crisis what do we anymore. Call it? They just are questioning their gender, and they're free to do that. So that language is outdated. That language is now unacceptable. 
Yeah, right. but when you take it in the context of 87 and how right. okay Screech is with it. Right. I think it's, I don't think it's very, I don't think it's very transphobic. I would have that. Calling it a crisis is the problem. Screech is not transphobic. Mm-hmm. I think the writers are because that's presented as a joke. The yeah. idea that someone would be having an identity crisis and experiment by wearing makeup. That's it. That's the punchline. The punchline is this person is putting on makeup and that's a male figure and that's funny. And it didn't even get any laughs. Everyone was like, whoa. Not like when that guy, that CPR instructor died last episode. <laughs> that was hilarious. That just gets so I, fun. I agree that Screech not caring is good. And forward-looking, yeah. but the fact that they're setting this up as a joke seems very transphobic. You know it's what interesting. it's like? It's kind of like, you know how Juggalos are the people who started <laughs> saying ninja instead of the N-word? Uh-huh. So that's not that progressive on one it's hand. It's not progressive at all. But it's a, it's, a, it's a step to the left. They said that to be mm. less insulting. They didn't change much. They said it's to get beat up less. They said it was just to get beat up less? <laughs> I'm sure that's the only reason. They kept getting beat up. And they wanted to get beat up less. It's like the Juggalos tried, but they didn't really try hard enough. They're not the smartest folk. Unless, they, except for our listeners who are Juggalos, who are great. Our, our <laughs> Juggalo I listeners. I didn't know that was the origin favorite. of the ninja phrase. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah it's ninja. them. I didn't yep. either. I just watched the Juggalos movies. I won't talk about them. Do you ever watch but... that infomercial for the gathering of the Juggalos? That's like the most amazing thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Did you ever, did you ever watch that infomercial for the ninja food processor? Oh, did oh, the, the Juggalos sell the ninja chop? <laughs> this is the best ninja chop ever, ninja. <laughs> Uh, so, so then Zach goes up to Tina. I think we kind of remember her. She likes to scissor with Miss Bliss. Oh, the scissor queen. She's wearing something really weird right now. She's wearing like a black turtleneck with like knockers on her knockers. <laughs> it's got like brass necklace shit and door handles sewn into it. I can't even deal with it. And pretty much all Zach does is like make her aware that there's rats so that she freaks out. But I think. Uh, just, uh, I was gonna circle back for a second about, like, all this, the havoc the rats are wreaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. they're just two rats with people. I question whether anyone would actually notice if you release two rats, like, right No, away. that's what I was saying, is they probably yeah. would just be hiding in a wall. Yeah. They'd probably be in the toilets eating poop. Because I know that in Carol's house, <laughs> there's at least a dozen rats, and she no. hardly ever sees them. We, <laughs> so, have, we have killed mice before. Yeah, see? Yeah. It's because we have chicken. Pretty sure that this is where we find out that Tina's last name is Paladrino. Right. Zach just says it, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to remember that. Yeah. I don't even know who you're talking about. And then in probably my favorite scene of the whole episode, Milo, Milo. comes barreling into the cafeteria <laughs> wielding a baseball bat, yeah. and he is, like, fucking awesomely intense about catching these rats. Yeah. And Screech is like, you're just going to catch and release them, right? He's like, no, I'm going to catch and murder the shit out of them. That would and... be awesome if he, like, bashed in a rat's brain right then and there with the bat. <laughs> While Screech watched. Yeah. He I was just... like, this is worse than when I was on that bus in my underwear. I just want to, what, what, what did Screech think was going to happen? David, I know. He was too distracted by the thought of Zeffirelli twin Poontang to think That's through true. the full repercussions of this plan. I mean, you're going to release rats in a school. You're like, <laughs> if yeah, they're not coming out they'll line. probably kill themselves somehow. You know, they're right. Yeah. Chew on something, get stepped on. I don't know. You know. 
they could die in that globe mist list bot when there's a budget crisis. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Mr. Martin's going to dissect the shit out of him oh first chance Oh my god. How, I'm glad he's not around anymore. <laughs> How was Screech planning on getting his rats back anyways? Yeah. yeah I know. Maybe. He has like cheese or he like whistles. He's like I Willard. Um, so then we're back in the classroom and Belding introduces Dr. Atwater from the magazine that is running the Teacher of the Year contest. That's the woman who works for the magazine? Yes. What is going on with her? fucking character. Yeah, <laughs> she is weird. I don't get what they're trying to do with No, her. I don't even... Usually the characters are so cartoonish and overt that they're, you cannot question her. Oh, she's blind or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but this, I don't really even know what they're going for. She's I thought she wanted to les out with Miss Bliss to start. She's like, can we lock down the room and close the blinds? <laughs> right, and I'm like, right. oh, some scissoring is going to happen. I see what's going <laughs> Right. This is when I'm for sure that School Days magazine is on the same tier as fuckable teens. <laughs> that they're going to get Miss Bliss on that table and use all her school stuff. She's like, so what are you willing to do? <laughs> She's got some weird teeth, too. Did you notice that? Yeah. Um, what I noticed about her primarily is that when she stood up, she was really tall, and she, this isn't a diss, but she reminded me of David Duchovny when he wears drag in Twin Peaks. Yeah, no, I could see that. She did remind me, like, of a man dressed as a woman. Yeah, and David Duchovny was really, like, pretty, so it's, it's like a pretty Yeah, I mean, man. I'm not, like, that's not... As David's usually a... Um, so Belding is like super weird and this is another he talks about how like him and Miss Bliss are tight and then he makes like the finger cross motion and then I she gives him this weird look and he gets embarrassed like I think that was supposed to be a sign for scissoring or something right scissoring and then he does the scissor motion and he's like like, oh no no I'm I'm a happily married man and it's another one of those weird like Belding Bliss pseudo romance kind of moments spread his index finger and middle finger and like lift between them and And then he flipped his hand over and licked the the butthole where's (laughs) the butthole on your hand is it the middle of your palm where's the butthole on your hand that's a good question stop doing that Carol that's disgusting I found it. Carol, I hate that. <laughs> um, Carol, how much did you love it when Belding answered questions for Miss Bliss every time? I really hate Mr. Belding. He needs to stop making it about him. He needs to go away in a hole and shave his hands and put his hand hair on What his I think head. you meant, Carol, is that you liked it a lot. Yeah, because uh, you know, how uh, else does a woman know what to say unless a man tells her what? Is that like stigmata, the butthole on your hand? Yeah, that's when God gives <laughs> oh, you we're a like butthole. buttholes on our hand. So where is the butthole on the hand? It's right here. <laughs> oh, stop it, I hate that so much. Stop licking it. So Milo comes running into the classroom <laughs> to tell Mr. Belding about the rats, and we find out that Milo's last name is Williams. Yeah. It which... seems like they're just shouting out all these last names for Austin <laughs> Gordon and nobody else. Well, I think I, that Williams is the most generic black. Yeah, that really guy. is. Yeah. No, they're um, totally, I feel like they're speaking to me when they call these out. I know. When black people have a generic name that white people have, sometimes it's because of like slavery and it's really unfortunate. Yeah. And well, I just want to apologize for slavery. And <laughs> someone finally did. <laughs> give black people money like Jesse. And with Stanley. that, racism is over. Just write Yay. Carol a letter and she'll send you 40 acres and a mule. I'll send you $4 <laughs> and a drawing of a horse. 
<laughs> that's I mean that's the 2016 equivalent of 40 acres and a mule. Yeah, with interest, it's that's what's come. To that's me. what I can give you. So again, I'll give you I believe <laughs> my my belief is that a janitor at a school who learned that there were rats in the school would be like, oh yeah, I should probably <laughs> lay some traps and then go probably do business. something. And then he'd be like, what's the budget for traps? And they'd be like, nothing. And he'd be like, okay. We'll get to it later, but I think I know where most of the school budget for this year went. Yeah. But Milo's um, like, the, it'll be front page news when the health department finds out about the rats. Yeah, like, in- <laughs> instead of reacting to it that way, Belding is thinking that the rats are a ploy by that other teacher from <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald High to salt Miss Bliss's game. And Milo's like, no one would be fucking nuts enough to do that. And Belding's like, I would. It's true. He is nuts enough to do that. But do you think it'll be front page news on that one piece of paper newsletter that goes out <laughs> to six schools? Yeah, they're in Idaho, right? Like, yeah. I believe that is their press. They're in Indiana. Indiana. That's almost the same as Idaho. <laughs> it's equally uninteresting. It really is. Well, except for our lie. listeners who live in Indiana and Idaho, who we think are fascinating. Our juggalo Idaho listeners are cool. <laughs> yeah, All cool. the rest. Uh, but yes, Milo literally has a rule book in his back pocket, which, my rat. <laughs> which he pulls out to cite how they need to shut the school down because of these rats. Yeah, the for rats. a week. What the hell? I guess the Dang. idea is they don't know how many there are, and so they have to, like, fumigate the whole building or something. I don't know. It seems like, a, like, like overkill. They're just going to make all the floors real sticky. They're going to have to bring in cats, but then the cats are going to start breeding, so they're going to have to bring, bring in, in like dogs. dogs to take care of the cat, and it's just going to keep asking. Where, where's it going to stop? Rhinos? Yeah, I know. Dog catcher. Suddenly there's a horse in the pool, and then you have to, you have to get him out. Is that how that horse got in the pool? <laughs> yeah, if you have ten cats, they'll mold together to make a horse. Yep. They like look a, Vol- better. a Voltron cat. Right. <laughs> Uh, so Belding announces over the PA that the school is going to be closed for a week, and we hear this in Miss Bliss's class. And Zach decides to celebrate by putting on an enormous pair of sunglasses. <laughs> oh, Those also, really Zach is sleeping. Yeah, no, he's pretty. Yeah, like, I don't, is this study hall or is he just sleeping in class and no one know. cares? Miss Bliss, teacher of the year, is just like, oh, well, this kid <laughs> he passed out on his desk. But, yeah. <laughs> he's so confident. That he doesn't have to work for that D anymore. But he's uh, just snoozing it up. And yeah, those are the biggest goddamn blind <laughs> man shades I've ever. Only a blind man would ever wear those shades. Did he steal them from Milo in the last episode when I, he was? Oh, TV they're wondering? they're a hundred percent the same sunglasses. Like the prop department just handed them over to Zach. No, but those are like the sunglasses you put on the front of a car so your fucking steering wheel doesn't get too hot. <laughs> Um, and Screech is upset because he still can't find Marty so he's he has recaptured Spin but Marty is still on the loose and you guys this is the end of the rat subplot we don't ever find out what happened to poor Marty I have a theory what's your theory um, so Miss Bliss with Lady DeCosme was getting fully naked for the magazine centerfold where do you think the rat went right <laughs> I'm going to say the butt. <laughs> Carol, that's your answer to everything. I know. The butt. Bliss is really into butt stuff, don't you? Yeah. I think I think Carol might be projecting on Miss Bliss. A little bit. I'll take you to court, Austin. <laughs> I gotta Carol, say, Carol, like... you can be into butt stuff all you want. Just don't put animals up there. That's just mean to the animals. Uh, I would 
never. And then, but I think if you have an open, warm spot and the rat is looking for sucker <laughs> or shelter, that it's very likely. We know how Ms. Bliss lives. I think it looked very accommodating, and I, I, I'm sorry, I think that's what happened. Carol, do your other friends know about how much you love butt stuff, or is it just me and now these guys? Well, it's all our listeners. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> all five of our listeners. I think everybody knows not to ask me what I, where I think a rat went. Not to ask. <laughs> that's true. I mean, we did kind of open ourselves up for so, that one. Like so Miss think- Bliss. When this Miss Bliss photo shoot was going on, that the doctor, what's her name, Doctor At, Atwater, Atwater, like tried to seduce Miss Bliss, you know? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, um, hey. I'm not sure Atwater wanted to seduce her. I think she wanted to seduce her through the lens. Yeah. That's what you do to get really. I'm good saying, did work. they fuck during the photo shoot? That's um, it. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm just saying, if you work for the one piece of paper newsletter. <laughs> And you're a doctor. You're not going to not take advantage of that position. Um, I have a question for our crack research team. Uh-huh. Do we know anything about the other work of Miss Atwater? Uh, nothing of any significance. Does she play gigantic woman in the freak show movie? Yeah, no, I, I, I already, it's... She had like maybe eight or nine credits to her name, nothing of any significance or long. Was she on a soap opera or something? Yeah, I think she was on a couple episodes of uh, Falcon Crest. It's a squaw! Uh, One episode of Bosom Buddies, which maybe that kind of fits. Did she play the bosom? Yeah, she played the bosom in the Bosom Buddies. Yeah, nothing, nothing important there, which is why I hadn't brought it up previously. Too low for Austin to mention. I know, that's like the worst ever, because every... No you one's been in shit. We've talked about everyone. Did. Usually I can find something interesting, but not on this one. Um, the best evidence yet that Belding's office is like right across the hallway from Miss Bliss's classroom. Ten seconds after he finishes that PA announcement, he's in her classroom to tell her that Dr. Atwater won't be able to reschedule, so she mm. won't be able to see her game show ripoff, and that means she's probably going to lose. This whole teacher of the year interview thing is on a very tight schedule. You know? <laughs> really? Yeah. Really is. I don't know. Well, it's like a weekly newsletter. I don't know why he didn't just say it on the PA, because there's only one classroom in the school. Yeah. Right, right. And the only person that matters to hear this is Zach. I don't know why being a game show host necessarily will prove that you are a good teacher. Those are different jobs. Well, it's just like a class visit. It's just about what an innovative educator she is, you know? I don't know. I think she's making up the innovation. I think they might actually be judging on if they just teach you fucking numbers or English or what class. What class does Ms. Bliss teach? Well, based on the challenge of the the eighth grade stars, it's very clearly history. President school. Yeah. Um this is the point in the episode where I'm like, wow, this this battle of the class thing, it better be fucking awesome because they are really building up to it. But this is where and we'll get into this further, but Mr. Belding is really hot to trot about Miss Bliss winning this award. Yes. And everything he does to help her only hurts it. Yes. Fucking Belding. Like, <laughs> like when he released a bunch of rats into the school? Well, no, it's like he was there during the interview and he was like talking for Miss Bliss and just screwing yep. things up there. And then he comes up, he co- cooks up another scheme too. And then there was just, everything seems to be backfiring on Mr. Belding. And maybe if he just 
shut his goddamn mouth, it work out better. I also didn't think it helped when he burnt Miss Bliss into the grass, like her name, and then an upside down cross, and he just was like, "That's how much the students love her." <laughs> yeah, he was very misguided in that attempt. So then Zach is chilling on the stairs, and he is trying to come Why are they still in school? Don't you just book it out of there? Like... I, yeah, probably. <laughs> Zach loves but, school. But he is, he is, he's trying to, like, come to terms with this weird human emotion known <laughs> as guilt. Mm-hmm. My note is Zach simulates guilt. <laughs> <laughs> and he proceeds to spill the beans to Nikki. And Nikki's like, well, you have to tell somebody the truth, but I also want to come along to see that because I never get to see you tell the truth to anyone. Nikki's like, Zach, you know, I'm going to nag you and be disapproving, right? And then I also, and then we get another dig on Zach's like study skills where he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I thought if I had an extra week to study, I could get that B. And she's like, really? You thought that? But then she offers to help him study. Yes, because I guess she's a good friend. I only. Why don't they hook up? Because she's too angry. But what I, I, I kind of still don't remember Nikki's name until they say it for me. And I think I won't for this whole series. Is Nikki the art teacher? <laughs> <laughs> but I do like Nikki's outfits. She's got yeah. some really fly red high tops. She can rock that side ponytail. Like yeah, no she sure can. No, no, Ryan. The art teacher is back in the classroom with Miss Bliss. Okay. And we They're find out sexy scissors centerfold. Oh. Yeah, we find out that Tina broke her leg before she could get into Juilliard. And then it... she leads Miss Bliss in a chant of affirmation about how much Miss Bliss wants that award. Chants get things done, you guys. That was really a scene that was necessary. Too. It really was. It was kind of like it it was a little mildly orgasmic when she's just like, I want it, I want it, I want it. Tina just likes to hear her say that. Yeah. And yeah, this, Tina yeah. likes to get her all riled up, see that blush in her cheeks. I really wanted someone to say, that's Carrie Bliss. She's a good teacher. I really wanted this award. That's it, Carrie. Let it out. I want this award. Louder. I want this award. Yes, yes, let it out. I want this award. <laughs> But then Zach comes in and he's going to tell the truth about what happened. And they cut away because that would be interesting. Yes, exactly. We come back from the commercial and we are already in Belding's office. Screech is freaking out. Zach is not freaking out because he knows how Belding's going to play this. Which is, how can Belding turn any situation into his favor? Exactly. I am so sick of Beldog and his (laughs) shit. (laughs) So Belding tells them school's going to be open and they're going to get two weeks detention, but they can cut that to one week of detention if they help him help Miss Bliss win this stupid award. I got to say that Screech getting roped into helping Zach and then getting in trouble for it is it's hard to watch, man. It's happened like twice in three weeks or something. Yeah, and it's worth pointing out, we usually give them the main characters crap for bringing Screech in on their zany schemes. Man, Screech played this one like a pro. He did what he was asked. He got Mm -hmm. the job done. He didn't spill the beans. This was Zack that caved under the pressure. 
That's true. He played it too much like a pro. He was willing to sacrifice two of his pet's lives. I mean, for all we for know, one of those rats is time. dead at this point, and he was just doing his thing. And as far as I know, he never even got any of that Zeffirelli poutine. Oh, yeah, that's the worst part. Do you think yeah. the dead rat is going to haunt their Justin. dreams? And that he's going, they're going to, like, step on a hot rat frying pan and go to trial? <laughs> that would be fantastic. I definitely think. So we are finally back in the classroom for this goddamn challenge that the oh episode my God, has better been be building good. towards. We've got the class divided in two, and there's a Jeopardy-style board in the middle, which really never even comes into play much at all, so I don't know why they blew their prop budget on that. And Miss Bliss, if we go into the universe, uh, she blew the school's whole annual budget on that fucking Jeopardy board. I like it, but they don't need it. Like, you weren't guys, they poor? You guys are missing something important when you're talking about the budget. Did she feel? Boy, does Miss Bliss wear a lot of costumes in this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they're just okay. So I have a theory about Miss Bliss's costumes. Oh yeah, I Um, assume they were her costumes. Yeah, I think she uses all these beards that she wears as pussy wigs during whitewater Uh, rafting with swingers. Oh, pussy wigs! I was gonna say actually that when she comes out in the beard and everyone laughs at her was the other transphobic moment in this episode. Uh, Yes, I wrote that down, too. Uh, She comes out in a beard, and that's funny, apparently. Mm -hmm. If you hate transgender identity. And then, uh, did you also notice that we have things carefully staged so that all of the important main characters are in the front rows of their respective sides? Oh, 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 oh. And there's an extra behind Dak in this scene, a uh-huh. young brunette, who, boy, did she put in the performance of a lifetime. <laughs> Are you sarcastic or sincere? I don't even know okay. anymore. Okay, fair enough. Even I can't tell at this point. Fair enough, dude. <laughs> but um, just watch her if you are watching at home or whatever. Just keep an eye. I mean, I don't know. I got a special eye for extras is the thing I've learned about myself. <laughs> but who, boy. I hope she got her SAG card for this. When you cast her as an extra in the back of a pizzeria. Absolutely. At Cosmos or whatever. Yeah. yeah. If that existed. Yeah. Um, no, I also. Guess... Yeah, go ahead. Also, we get a really uh, sad Mikey abusive father joke. Oh, okay. Scene. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll get to that here in just a second. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, we should probably point out that the the whole concept of this challenge of the eighth grade stars is a reference to the challenge of the network stars. Oh, I thought it was the oh, challenge of the super friends. I what? didn't even know it was a reference to anything at all. Huh. Yeah, so challenge of the network stars was this this old gimmick they would do back when TV networks still had power. Yeah, and they would like pit the the big stars of the networks against each other in like zany physical challenges. So but, it's like Circus of the Stars, but yeah, like same different. same same idea. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that this has to do with that other than the name. But when I could did that I could be mistaken. According to our crack research team, the first challenge of the network stars was in 1976 and when when did it stop last one was 1988 okay so it was pretty much current at this point yeah yeah it was still relatively uh in 1988 lorenzo lamas was the captain of the cbs team what a renegade (laughs) wait who is that thank you you, david who's that lorenzo lamas (laughs) he was the renegade Oh, 
Was Wallace Shawn ever on it? I like him a lot. I, love him. I yeah. don't lo- I like him a lot. I don't know if, if Would you uh, kiss him? I would kiss him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I don't know if Wallace Shawn was ever on a network show. Heather Locklear was uh Really? I know yeah. you all would kiss Heather Locklear. Why was she on? Because Melrose Place was like ten years later. No, was she, she was she was on uh I assume for T J Hooker. Oh, I didn't know she was on that. She was yeah. the hooker. Oh. I'm sorry, that's too easy. Because William Shatner was the captain of the ABC team that year. So Miss Bliss comes out dressed like Ulysses S. Grant, and she asks a question about the only president to be impeached, because this was in the 1980s before Clinton was impeached. And... For a blowjob. Remember when those were our political scandals? <laughs> that was so quaint. The, what an innocent time. Clinton wasn't, or what? Clinton was impeached. He okay. just wasn't like he yeah, didn't but then office. so Nixon resigned before he was even impeached. Is that Correct. Right? Yeah, he resigned when he caught wind that there was going to be impeachment. Those are the olden days. A president hasn't resigned since since Nixon. Nixon. Well, you don't <laughs> resign. You don't resign if you're going to get impeached for something cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, yeah, I got my dick sucked, and then he went back to being president. What and so the, I don't know. We shouldn't get political. I was just like, we what should. was the basis of the impeachment? Like, he got his dick sucked. And he lied about it. <laughs> yeah, it was the it was the lie was the basis of the impeachment. And David, it depends on what your definition of the word is. Is yeah. It was the, it was the question of whether he committed perjury, which is a crime. Uh, yeah. So can I say yeah. about this uh, game show format that I would like to be pedantic and call them on it not being a real thing? But I had several game show esque, like one g- student game show where we like quizzed each. We were quizzed about books that we were reading, like Red Wall and mm-hmm. The Giver, mm-hmm. in middle school, and then in high school there was a game show too. So actually, this is true to my life. How about y'all? Well, I like as a teacher, I definitely I've seen a bunch of stuff like this where you just basically try to make learning more interactive. Do and you fun. wear a beard or titties? To try to get your students good, Ryan? Uh, I wear a beard and titties together, but yeah. not when I'm teaching. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's why they call me Titty Beard, down at the club. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's you? Mm-hmm. I've heard about you in a lot of bathroom walls. I know, you've, you've, you've seen where to find me. For a good time, called Titty Beard. No, we, I, I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I didn't find anything. It seemed a little more elaborate than what most of absolutely yeah. we've never had like a board that's, with blinking that's pretty lights. standard for tv they take sure yeah you know, they take a standard thing and g- gussy it up my biggest issue was that miss bliss had like two and they're like mini blackboards basically and she had chalk for the teams like team one and team two and when one would get a point she'd mark something and the marks seemed very random and i'll be goddamn if you're going to decipher anything that's going on on that blackboard when she's quote keeping score That's what happened in my middle school book quiz. (laughs) One of the teachers in the pre-quiz quiz, quiz, when her team lost a point, she would cheat. She erased the top of a tally mark, but not the whole mark. Mm. And we caught her ass, you guys. My biggest issue... She was impeached. (laughs) But I mean, the whole thing, the blackboard, like she'd mark it, it was just like a big squiggly line. Like, this doesn't even mean anything (laughs) as far as points are concerned. Right, right. My biggest issue is the casual joke 
about Mikey's dad beating him. Yeah, Can we so please address this. Now? I was trying to get there. So she go <laughs> so after she's done with Ulysses S. Grant, she ducks behind the board and she comes out and she's dressed like Teddy Roosevelt. And she says so weird. I speak softly and carry a big stick. Who says that? And Mikey says, My dad when I come home late. Jesus Christ. And am I correct that this is not the first reference to Mikey's abusive father? Um, <laughs> um, I think it's the first reference to him being specifically abusive, but we we know he comes from a troubled home. Yeah. So that's yeah. like a thing. That's like a character note that's like in the series Bible or whatever. I guess. In David's notes. That's our series Bible. No, I feel like it has to be. I feel like when a series is developed, they kind of have a little backstory for certain yeah. characters. Yeah. But we never get an episode that gets more into that, right? No, I no. There's no like very special episode with him or anything like that. But I, I sort wish. of feel like if the show hadn't been weirdly transformed into a completely different show and Mikey hadn't disappeared forever, probably because he was murdered by his father, that yeah. we probably would have gotten some more information about his actually fucked up. Home yeah, life. sad. Sadly, I, as far as I can remember, I think last week's episode where he fought with Zach over a girl was probably like the highlight of Mikey's tenor on this show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so then Miss Bliss changes and she comes out as one of the Wright brothers and we get that right answer, wrong question routine that pops up in all of these kind of TV game shows where somebody asks, somebody beeps in and gives an answer before she finishes saying the question. And then Zach does that thing where he pretends to not know the answer until time almost runs out, but then he does say the answer. But he doesn't pretend. He just can't remember. He's a show. No, I think he's no. He's he was showboating. Show yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I geez. took it as like, oh, it's right on the tip of my. Yeah, I know it. Oh, I was too busy being like, when's this shit over? I know. <laughs> this 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 episode really did feel long. Like he kept. There's yeah. so many different sections. Like the whole rat thing seems like a distant memory by this point. It does. I had yeah. actually forgotten when Miss Bliss puts on the beard. You know, it. I my note is what is happening, yeah. and I don't want to be phobic of transgender. It's 2016. Women can have beards. I know, and I know some women who like are in between, and they like they don't groom facial hair, and that's great. What I'm saying for Miss Bliss is that she's doing it out of costume. And it's just out of nowhere, like, 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 like her being Ulysses S. Grant and putting on his little swimsuit. Have you seen the picture of Ulysses S. Grant in a swimsuit and you can see his penis and it's small? Really? Yeah. How many penis sizes? Tall. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so he's like pretty short, but his so he's just cut out of the ocean, right? So it's like you can see it clearly. Oh and it's yeah, very it's like being small. in the pool. Right, so, so I'm not gonna hold a, it against him. Yeah, but it was probably just shriveled. It was like he's like 20 penises tall at that. Point. Well, also remember, people were shorter back then. That's true, and their penises were I don't know. Are penises getting bigger? Are they staying the same size? Austin, ask the research. Yeah, I'll get our crash research Google team penis on that. size. Mean, meanwhile, thank you. Uh, Dr. Atwater comes into the classroom, and everybody gives really obvious thumbs up to each other. Yeah, because now the plan is happening. Yep, there. now we're we're putting in place Belding's masterful plan, which is basically just everyone in class hamming it up as much as possible. Everyone just dings their bells for every question. <laughs> everyone talks about how great Miss Bliss is. On two separate occasions, someone stands up and leads the class in a round of applause for how fantastic wow. she is. And we also find out that Dr. Atwater doesn't like kids. 
which yeah. is part of the whole, like, she's a weird character and I don't get what's going on with her. And what's part of the problem is they make her really weird and you're not quite sure, like, what they're going for with her. But then right. beyond that, she's a character that doesn't need a shtick at all. Not at all. She just needs right. to be there. Yeah. Yeah, like, at one point, Zach tries to be, like, under, like, talk to her, like, under the din and be like, you know, Miss Bliss is pretty great. She's like, don't ever touch me again. That thing, so that part when Zach, okay, they're sitting next to each other and Zach touches the lady and she like flinches from him and she Uh like visibly rankles and she starts glaring at him and it's like she's the one person who knows how evil he is. She's really stressed out this whole time as a character and I think she feels the evil of JFK High School and And Zach in particular. And so it reaches the point where it's so disruptive that Miss Bliss is like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to leave because my students aren't learning anything. And we have now reached the point where Belding is making things worse by laying it on so thick that Miss Bliss has to be like, just get out of here so that I can teach my class. Yeah, that was... Because the whole point was, she needs to see this to win, and now Belding has made it so that she won't be able to see it. Zach would have been better off just letting the rats run loose in the school and take his week off. Rat school. But rat school. One must wonder, is Miss Bliss so dedicated to her students that she's willing to lose Teacher of the Year on a one-page newsletter <laughs> in order to wear weird beards and shit to teach them, I guess, history? If you answer that question, yes, you've watched TV before. Yay! Because <laughs> then we come back in for our last scene and we're in the classroom and Miss Bliss is handing back the midterms and she does this little thing where like, she toys with Zach, not telling him what he got, but it turns out he got a B plus because well, it's everything... It's a callback to the uh, when Zach toyed with Nikki. Yes. And then he gets to go on the ski trip, and I guess like him no, having... No, it's pizza. You get a shirt and you oh. get pizza. No, but his dad's no, going to take him to a ski trip. His dad's taking him on a ski oh trip. Oh my god, Zach... he goes on ski trips all the fucking time. Zach is really willing to fuck up people's lives to get a ski trip. He like that's a consistent... just like the 1%. But oh, yeah, um, no, clearly someone I, on this writing staff considers a ski trip to be like the pinnacle of time off. They must I, have watched ski school. I wondered, though, if maybe him getting a week of detention didn't deter his dad at all from taking him on the ski trip. Apparently not. The deal was B plus for a ski trip and he got that B. You can be expelled, whatever. You get yeah. that B plus, we're going skiing. I hope Zach breaks his dick <laughs> while he's skiing. And then he tries to thank Nikki for helping him study, but he's still kind of out of practice at emulating human emotions, so it doesn't come off too well. He's like, thank you, Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Belding comes in with a telegram, because apparently he just arrived. What the fuck, you guys? Telegrams? What the fuck? He just arrived his time machine from the 1910s. I was hoping it would be a singing telegram. It could be like, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, uh, so they think it's just like a condolence telegram. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say that with a straight face. But it's just like a condolence telegram that they send out to the losers. But wouldn't you know it, due to her unusual approach to teaching, she has won. I was really grateful for how abrupt this ending was. The end. We're free. Well, wait, we skipped over Zach and Nikki, right? No, I mentioned that because he tried to thank her, but he's not very good at 
emulating human emotions. Yeah, I guess I just must have missed that. But he wants to fuck her, though, I think. Yeah, because he makes a comment about, like, oh, I guess you are a girl after all. Or something Wait, like that. Wait, Zach wants to fuck Nikki? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think they're setting that up. Yeah. Um, They probably are setting it up, but, I mean, yeah, Nikki, 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 I don't think she dies. I know she's going to disappear, but I think she's smart enough to live an okay lifestyle. <laughs> and I just, I still just question if, like, running a game show in your class is really that unusual of approach to teaching. I feel like it's I, like I mean, the game show. No, but wearing a beard. Really <laughs> extra but since when is unusual the rubric of a good teacher? I think teachers you want to be pretty usual, right? Yeah, they don't need to be point. in a small mold, but they, they you want a routine, you want regularity. Maybe I they, don't know if we're ready for this gender. Maybe they appreciated the way that she exposed Mikey's terrible home life. <laughs> but she didn't help him. I mean, if we're actually gonna be genuine. I will second. not. All right, forget it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, do you, do you, I, Ryan? Do you want to be genuine at this time of night? I just think that a, a teacher whose students are willing to do this shit to get her recogni- recognition. I don't know. I mean, there's a clear. She is a really good teacher. Oh, yeah, no, I, I don't. I have no problem with her winning this. Like, I, I mean, we're we're given so little else to go on to believe that she's not a good teacher, but it. it you can tell that the kids care about her, and I think that is a sign of a good teacher. Also, I think the this they heard about how she gave up her new car because all the kids <laughs> bought potatoes. Yeah, yeah. And how and how she and how she stopped humping Zach's dad because Zach didn't like it. I know she gave up a car. And her ass tasted really good. <laughs> <laughs> These are all the parts of the essay that's going to show up in that one page newspaper. She gave up a car. She gave up some sweet new wraps, Dick. <laughs> And she always be giving up debt. Hey. So, oh, so Zach's fresh and tidy too, you know. Yeah, she do. Her bum. So yeah, Zach's Zach's dad definitely ate Miss Pussy's ass the whole lot. Oh, during <laughs> rapids. Oh, yeah. Like he started it. eating we her pussy, that. but a rock knocked them, and mm-hmm. then he ate her ass, that and then she she's been ass them. crazy. Well, like, like, Is that how you got started? Yes. I believe that she... He's very <laughs> white. I believe he was stuck underwater and find <laughs> he was finding it difficult to breathe, so he was using her ass as like an air pocket. <laughs> so he was just gasping for life. For and air. her ass was life. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Ryan, what did you learn this episode? Shit. Well, I learned more than I wanted to about where the butthole on your hand. Is. <laughs> Stop it, Carol, stop it. <laughs> but what I didn't learn is what happened to Marty. <laughs> Marty. And I'm not going to sleep tonight. Thanks. Because what happened to Marty? Uh, Carol, what did you learn? Um, I learned that you can butter someone's bread just for fun and leisure. And that Ryan would kiss Wallace Shawn. I would. Kiss him on his mouth or his head. I'd kiss him wherever he wanted, but his I definitely butt? kiss him right on top of his head, his like head lovingly. Was, yeah, that's where I would start. But if he made a request, <laughs> I would kiss him wherever he pleases. That's amazing. David, where? Uh, what did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I missed out on the original Zach and Nikki talk is because I was busy learning about penis sizes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, what I learned, according to the Telegraph, is that 
Studying penis size is a bit difficult because men aren't necessarily forthright with the size right. of their penis, and there's not a lot of data on it. But there's all... a lot of data, but there's a lot of false data. Yeah, I've also yeah, read just... that men with really small penises don't aren't willing to be uh, interviewed about it or whatever. There's, there's not a lot of hard facts, but all a lot evidence, of soft facts. All evidence seems to point to uh, penis sizes are staying the same. They're not getting bigger or smaller. But I heard Ulysses S. Grant had a small penis. And I know Obama's got a big old D. <laughs> I and, feel like that too. And I also learned that the adult male gorilla's penis measures around 1.5 inches. It's proportionally very small. Do you know what animal has proportionally the largest penis I in do. all of nature? It is mankind. No, it's not. Oh, fuck, I don't. It's really not. What is, what it? is it? Are you guys ready is for it? this? No. I am. Tell me when you're ready, Carol. I'll tell you. Okay. It's the barnacle. What? Because a barnacle can't move. Does he hold on with his dick? No, it has an inflatable penis. Because it's when it wants penis. to reproduce, <laughs> infla- donut, 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 its, um, its penis will inflate and find some barnacle pussy. Oh, so, shit. literally, if you were hung like a barnacle, your dick would literally be like a hundred feet long. Wow. You'd have the college mic of dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize that barnacles reproduce sexually. Yeah, yeah, they have like just incredibly long. Dicks. Well, I I learned that barnacles <laughs> reproduce sexually. Yeah. I also learned that uh, apparently chimpanzees are close to relative. Have three inch penises. Right? Okay, mm. that that was my last fact about penises. Uh, so I learned all that penis stuff, and then <laughs> I also learned that uh, releasing rats into a school to shut it down for a week or so isn't that bad of a plan, actually. Yeah, it works out. It worked out for everybody. It really kind Yay. of did. Everyone came out ahead on this one. With this situation. Oh, wait, yeah, I, I learned you can shut down a school with two rats. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's a good Just plan. Two rats. Yeah. Uh, David, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Dr. Bits on Twitter, Dr. Spelled Out, and on the real com. Uh, Ryan, same question, names reversed. Um, you can find me at davidbitsonhopper.com. <laughs> Saying swear words. You can find pictures of my three inch chimpanzee penis. <laughs> no, uh, com. Oh, very nice. That's also my Twitter and my Instagram. You, you could totally use it. Be like, I'm hung like a gorilla, baby. <laughs> I know, no, but yeah, only if they're uneducated. <laughs> it's their own fault. I tell them I'm hung like a barnacle. <laughs> Carol, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at carolymain.com, www.carolymain.com. Carolyn Main on Twitter, Carolyn Main on Tumblr, Carolyn Main on Facebook, Carolyn Main on your ass. <laughs> Uh, and you can find me online on Twitter at Austin Gorton. Uh, come talk to me about presidential trivia. And uh, you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. As for the show, we are on Twitter at SBTB underscore reviewed. We are on Facebook. You can email us at SBTBreviewed at gmail.com. Our website is SBTBreviewed.com. There is a link there to our Indiegogo page where you can give us money. And you can rate and review us on iTunes. You can also uh, download and listen to us via uh, Google Play and Podbean and Stitcher if you so desire.
For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gordon, reminding you to always speak softly and carry a big stick, unless you're Mikey's dad. Speak softly and carry a big dick, right? Like a barnacle. Speak softly and beat your son. With your dick. <laughs> Just like your Mikey's dad. Why do I watch the show when we did the nightscope? Basic eyes on my Zach. Let's chill out at the max. Even building panic attacks and eating all my snacks. As I lay awake at night and my wisdom of my He was on a team with Tony Danza, too. Shatner does really good horsework and dressage. Have you seen him? It was on Circus of the Stars, but have you seen him ride those ponies? I like that song about how William Shatner rides a pony. It's like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Ted McGinley wow. was on the wow. ABC team wow. in 85. All right, oh, really? that's him. enough. Let's, let's, uh. Wait, I'm sorry, but did you say Tony Danza was on it? Yes, he was. Yay! Love Tony. Was Harry Anderson? Was who? Yeah, Night Court. Harry Anderson. What no, was Night Night Court? Was NBC? Wasn't NBC, it? NBC, I think. It's yeah. hard to remember. I yeah, I don't see any. What about Marsha Wallace? <laughs> Rosalind? <laughs> no, yeah, no, Marsha Wallace. Warfield? What about Marsha Wallace? That's Warfield? it. Sorry, I what can't about remember. Judd Hirsch? What about no. Judge Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic radio, don't, you guys. Don't worry about it. What about? Okay, just one more, and then I'll stop. Okay, Valerie Harper. Uh no, I don't <sighs> see Valerie Harper. Sorry. I'm not watching that shit. Though. I see a number of the Cosby brood on here. Ooh. Malcolm Jamal Warner, oh, Lisa Bonet, uh, Michael you J. Fox. Bonnet? Yeah, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox was on one year. Um, C. Thomas Howell. Rather, I shame. Yeah. Um Meredith Baxter Bernie. Oh Jonathan Brandis? No John no, this is before Jonathan Brandis was. Uh, he died before, before, before it. Yeah. Before he was born. He died born and died. Joe Piscopo. Oh, I was just thinking about him and his career. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, anywho. I'm the only person who is just thinking about him and his career. No, there's been. <laughs> Do you want to re-record that, Yon? No. <laughs> <laughs>